Lord, we just thank you for another day. Um, we thank you for your word. It says in Jeremiah 29 and 13, if you look for me in earnest, that you will find me if you seek, when you seek me. If you look for me in earnest, you will find me when you seek me. Lord, we know that your word says, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be open. Father, we know that your word reoccurringly says to pray without ceasing. Father, we know that when we take a posture of prayer, it says that it's not in our hands, but we relinquish it over to you. And so, Father, today we lift up our problems, we lift up our life, we lift up our responsibility. And Father, we say that, Lord, you're worthy. We say, Father, that you're, you are able. You are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. You are able, Father, to take nothing and make it into something. Father, we thank you that you are able and we are not. Uh, Father, even as this world is set up for us to take actions in our own wills and desires, when we pray and we kneel, Lord, we say that it's not our will, but it sure be done. It is not by might, nor is it by power, but it is by your spirit. And so, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that your spirit and through your power, that you have your way in our lives, that you continue to bless and protect our families, that you renew the right spirit in us, that we may not sin against you. And so today, Father, we lift up your name. We say you are worthy. We say you are God and God alone. And we bless your holy name in Jesus' name. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God and that are called according to his purpose. From whom he did foreknow, also did he predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, he also called. Who he called, he also justified. Whom he justified, he also glorified. What do we say to these things? If God be for us, then who can be against us? Our Father and our God, we thank you for this word in Romans. We thank you that all things, all things, good, all things, bad, all things, all things work together for them that love God. Because called, we are called according to your purpose. It's not our purpose. We know that our thoughts are not your thoughts. You know, we know our ways are not your ways. But Father, we stand here in prayer to communicate, to say, Father, not our will, but your will be done. Father, it's not our purpose, but it is your purpose. And so, Father, we ask in the name of Jesus that you will help us in this next season to grow and advance in our relationship with you. We ask for you, Father, to do what you said. Your word said that you will comfort those that are broken. Father, you will heal the brokenhearted. Father, you are a present help in the time of need. Lord, you are the way out of no way. You are the peace when there is no peace. You are the will when there is no will. And so, Father, today we just commission you. Father, we ask for you to do what only you can do, what your name provides. Father, we call in the name of Jesus. It is a high tower. We call on the name of Jesus where we can run to. Father, we know our help. Father comes from no man. We know our help comes from you. So we look towards the heels where our help comes from. And so today, Father, everyone under the sound of my voice, 
We ask, Father, that you will comfort those, that you will send peace, that you will be the will in the middle of no will, that you are the way out of no way. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. But I heard things that were astounding that I could not, words could not express, the things I could not tell. That experience is worth boasting about, but I'm not going to do it. I will boast only about my weakness. If I wanted to boast, I would be a fool in doing so because I would be telling the truth, but I won't. Because I don't want anyone to give me credit beyond that beyond my life if you go down to verse 8 I was given a thorn in my flesh and a messenger from Satan to torment me to keep me from becoming proud three different times I begged the Lord to take it away each time he said my grace is all you need my power works best in weakness and so now I'm glad and I boast in my weakness so that the power of Christ can come through me. That is why I take pleasure in my weakness and the insults, the hardships, the persecutions, the troubles that I suffer. For when I am weak, yet he is strong. Paul had a thorn in his side. We don't know exactly what it was, but he was talking about it. He said, Lord, take this from me. Take this thorn, this thing that is keeping me on my knees, this thing that prevents me from walking forward. Take this frustration from me. Take this, uh, this job from me. Take this lust from me. Take these struggles from me, God. Take these things off my plate. He said, I wrestled. And every time I asked the Lord, he said, no, because his power works best when we don't have pride. If we go back I'm not going to be here long. Acts 9, if we go back to the past, right? Paul's first encounter with, with Jesus was on the road to Damascus, right? We know he wrote two-thirds of the Bible. This is 14 years after in 2 Chronicles. But when he first met Jesus, he was a tax collector. He was full of pride. He was full of prominence. He was full of prestigiousness. He was in a great position. He was working in leadership. He didn't know that this encounter he would have on this very day would change his life. He heard a voice. Now, I don't know about you, but have you ever started a conversation? Somebody start a conversation with a question. Mm. Just think about your woman. You come home. You might not have been up to any good. And she starts with a question. Where have you been? Mm. What are you doing? So Jesus started the conversation out with Saul right here. And he asked him a question. He says, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Why are you? Who are you? I'm the one you're persecuting. And what I learned, I started to remember all the times when God encountered a man and asked a question. He asked Adam, where are you? He knew where he was, but he started with a question. Jesus asked Peter, who do they say that I am? He knew. He said, but who do you say? So today, when you think about your encounter with God, if he asks you a question, it is for a reason. And so he said, why do you persecute me? He struck him blind. We're going to go to 15. Jesus was talking to Ananias. 
And he said, hey, go to Saul because he was blind at this time. Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles, to the kings, as well as to the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. So Paul we all have predestination. Paul had purpose. There was a purpose in his past. At this point, he was already successful. What he thought was successful. But when he had this encounter, he had to give up everything that he knew to walk with the Lord. And so this encounter, he had no idea his purpose was greater than collecting taxes. His purpose was greater than being in leadership. His purpose was to suffer for his name's sake. I'm going to go back to Romans real quick. Romans 8 and 18. It says, yet we suffer now. It is nothing compared to the glory that will be revealed in us later. Mm. When Paul died, it's amazing. He started off persecuting Jesus and at the end he was persecuted. And when he died, he looked at it as an honor to be named among those that was a Christian. And so the voice that we hear from God will not always tell us what we want to hear. Sometimes we are called for persecution. Sometimes that thorn in our side will never leave us. But there is a scripture that talks about. We know that Jesus will never leave us nor forsake us. It talks about the love of Jesus. What is it? 828. The love of Jesus. We know it will, it will never leave. He'll never leave us. Talked about how we can't be separated from the love of Christ. Not death. Nothing on the earth. Nothing can separate us. Not our worries. It's in Romans. I'll, I'll give it to you later. We can't be separated from the love of God. And so today, my brothers, what I want to say. Is that our encounters with, with God are not always going to be comfortable. The thorns in our side are not always going to be something that we can get rid of, but God. Romans 8, 28 is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. His power is made perfect in our weakness. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you that you are an omnipotent God. You are a way maker. You are God and you stand alone. Father, no matter what state we find our in, whether we abound or abase, we say that you are Lord and Lord alone. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, as we have our encounters with you, Father, that we learn that there is nothing that can separate us from your love and that we are full of purpose. Purpose being there is a reason for our existence. And so, Father, I pray even now that somebody is provoked, Father, to pursue that purpose or even to allow that purpose to lay down those things that prevent us from being before you as a willing vessel. And so today, Father, we thank you in advance for all that you've done, for all that you will continue to do. And we give your name the praise, glory, and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, brothers.